0: Thank you everyone tuning in to Emerge From Your Box podcast I have an amazing guest today who I met on Facebook Uh, we're complete strangers and um, today we've come together so I'd like to bring on Christina Destux I'm not sure if I've totally butchered that surname but it's a beautiful surname (laughs) I'll let Christina share her story and um, pronounce that properly for you welcome
1: Hi Margaret. That's okay. Don't worry about it. It's, um, yeah, it's Christina Dissieu. Uh, very French. Um, but uh, yeah, it's nice to meet you. I'm glad we connected on Facebook um, and we had a chance to kind of get to know each other now through through this this networking events because it's just so so important to connect to each other and now you're calling from Australia and I'm in Manchester so it's like you know we're, we're zooming in from different corners of the world
0: the beauty of technology these days even in these very interesting times is that you know I'm, I'm actually glad I've turned up at the right time for me me and time zones are sometimes Um, yeah don't agree with each other I get it wrong all the time but you know I think it's 9am where you are 7pm where I am but I mean look for everyone listening the purpose of this podcast is for me to allow people the space to once again tell stories you know once upon a time as children we used to tell each other bedtime stories and share stories but for some reason as adults we've kind of stopped that sometimes and I wanted to really bring it back and we've got so many amazing human beings across the planet with so many amazing stories and I want to hear yours so I'm going to stop talking and allow you the space to do just that
1: well thank you um uh wow where to start so i'm originally born in romania um i grew up there i went to you know school there university there um and i miss home i must say i do miss home but i moved to the uk um to do my second master's i did my first master's back home in pharmacy And um, I decided I didn't want to work in the pharmacy because the whole environment, um, you know, in all respects to pharmacists that still work in community pharmacy, the whole Mm -hmm. environment is that you are, you know, overworked, um, the pays are going down. They're still good, but significantly dropping. And um, there are so many challenges from a personal perspective that sometimes you just, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, throughout my university, I was involved with the European Pharmaceutical Students Association, Mm -hmm. so EPSA for short. And I think that really opened uh, up the opportunities that that we have and uh, showed showed pharmacists that you don't have to work just in community pharmacy. There's so much more out there for you. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole healthcare industry is looking for pharmacists for different roles. Um, you know, you can work from uh, drug safety, regulatory, clinical trials, um, you know, uh, post-authorization studies, anything you can think of, they mm-hmm. will want a pharmacist somewhere. Uh, you know, not to mention pharmaceutical companies, which are blooming everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, even tech tech companies now are hiring pharmacists because a lot of them are doing um, things like, like apps, where they want pharmacists' input to... To figure out whether the, I don't know, the fields are correct or you know the drop downs contain everything that uh, the patient might want so there is just so much more out there and um, so after i graduated as a pharmacist at home um, i did an internship in who in switzerland so i basically packed up and leave i left romania in 2012. Um, it was all on my own and i must say it was scary so when I moved to Switzerland, I didn't know anyone. Absolutely no one. in Geneva. Big um, brave. And I, yeah, and I met this girl. I I didn't even have an apartment where to live, um, okay. and I met this girl on Facebook and uh, through like WHO interns. And she was going back home for the summer, and she was subletting her apartment. So. It it was literally two days before I moved to Geneva um, that she messaged me saying, look, if you want, you can live here. Um, So I said, yeah. And she came. She picked me up from the airport. um, And yeah, she drove me to her place. And literally that night she was flying home. (laughs) so <laughs> it was it was you such a good a time. <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah we um yeah I remember she 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 took me to hers um showed me around then we went for a little walk just to show me the local places local restaurants where it's good to eat where it's good to shop um and then in the evening we just said bye we had a glass of wine we said bye and then she left she went home and that was so a- uh <laughs> that was it. I didn't get the chance to see her after that because I when I flew, I flew from Switzerland straight to UK to study mm-hmm. as I was starting my masters. And I I flew a couple of days before she was coming back. So we didn't get the chance to see each other again. But we have kept in contact. So we do speak sometimes on Facebook with different occasions.
0: Yeah, that's um, you know, the beautiful thing about technology is that you can do that now. <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and every time she says when you're whenever you're back in switzerland just drop a message and we can meet um but it I was amazing I, mean, I think
0: i'm going to invite myself to that trip because i've always wanted to see switzerland and uh even though i grew up in italy i never got the chance to go so um <laughs> mm,
1: i recommend it. it it is a beautiful country and the food oh the food is just great okay so (laughs) so yeah so I moved I moved there I was there for about four months um I made friends so I wasn't I was all on my own in the beginning but then you kind of get to meet people And I started joining all these um apps with meetup so I made made a couple of friends also from work um so it wasn't it wasn't all that bad but I did feel on my own Um, And then I packed up and left again uh, to the UK, um, just with a plan of studying, because I had at the time a a boyfriend back home. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was purely with a plan of studying and then going back. Um, But then I fell through my master's. I fell in this amazing job uh, with an amazing person, my boss. And I just didn't want to leave. I mean I felt I felt so good in my job. Um so I was living in London and I was working in a very small town called Grantham. Um it's sort of for for whoever listens, it's sort of Lincolnshire area near Nottingham, you know, Robin Hood, <laughs> Robin Hood area. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very, very small town. Um and I decided to move there because I didn't want to commute anymore and um, decided, OK, I'm going to I'm going to move again from London, where all my friends were. Uh, all the friends I would met through the Masters um, said, I'm going to move to this small town again. I didn't know anyone except the, my colleagues. Um, but my time in Grantham was, was great because it gave me the opportunity to... I've never lived in a rural area before or in a very, very small town. I've always lived in capital cities or, you know, big, big international cities. And what a beautiful is, experience, you know? Yeah, Grantham is, is very, very British. Um, you know, Margaret Thatcher was born there. Isaac Newton was born there. and. Wow. Uh, it's there's no not really no really international um, you know people there it's Mm -hmm. very purely British so it gave me the opportunity to really go into depth in the British experience so you know um, so I was spending quite a lot of time with my work colleagues because they were inviting me over for food and you know eating traditional food more um, going I learned how to horse ride archery you know, stuff that um, that locals like to do. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm living here. I'm going to go on full experience. So um, it did give yep. me this opportunity to um yeah because when you live in a new country country that's not your own you want to kind of absorb as much of the culture at least i do i know i know some people
0: will just yeah i totally agree with you i mean i love Mm. traveling and one of the best ways to do that is exactly how you've described you know being able to really blend into the community as opposed to Mm. being Sort of, you know, just on this tourist trail, you're more a traveller, but you sort of blend into what, where where the, the locals go to, you know, wind down? What do they eat? What are they actually doing day to day, as opposed to see what you see on YouTube or whatever else is out there? So, yeah, and you know, it's um exactly the way i love to travel so i'm definitely coming to switzerland with you
1: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um yeah it's just it's just like like you said when you live uh, when you live um abroad you want to you don't know how long you're gonna be there right you don't yeah. unless you have a set job say for example you have a contract for two years and then you you know for sure you're gonna move away yeah. um but then you know you have a set time but you don't know how long you're gonna be there you don't know how how friendly you're gonna get with people or who you're gonna meet. So um, yeah, I think it's definitely worth um, englobing yourself and absorbing the local culture. It, it is very important. So I spent in Grantham about two and a half years. Um, and as I said, it was a very, very small town. And um, because it was so small, you know, you didn't really get the chance to, everyone kind of knew each other. There was that vibe. And, um, so I decided to, to relocate, but I didn't want to go back to London because it was so big and I didn't get the chance to spend time with friends or, um, or do the things I wanted really was pretty much getting up at seven, um, and coming back home at seven, and that was the day.
0: Isn't know? that interesting that even though even in a small town, everybody knows everybody, you spend lots of time together, whereas in London it's huge, but you get no time to spend with each other because of the hustle, mm-hmm. right?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it took me and my friend to meet probably about 40, 45 minutes, so there wasn't anything that we could do, oh, do you want to meet out now for a quick coffee? Because it took us... Forty minutes just to get to town, you know, to center or wherever we we're
0: going. Spend an so, hour and a half for a fifteen-minute coffee.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. It was just sometimes it was not worth it unless you were already in town, which a lot of uh, Londoners do. They stay after work rather than going home and coming back in because it's a waste of yeah. time. Yeah, so I moved to Manchester. Um, I had here um, my partner at the time, and uh, I, so I knew him, I knew his friends, uh, and that was about it. So again, I packed up and <laughs> left from Grantham to here uh, without knowing anyone but his, him, his family, and his friends. Um, and soon after I moved, uh, it just wasn't the right uh, relationship for me, So, uh, or for us, really, for both of us so um yeah we we broke up and i think probably straight after or just before around that time i started salsa dancing so i said i need to do something to have my own friends because i think that when you're in a relationship you tend to and you're a couple and all your friends are couples um and especially when they're his friends, not your friends. It's a very tricky situation because you want to have your own friends. You want to do your own thing. You want to, I'm going to, you know, go out for a coffee with, with my friend I met in whatever French class or something, you know? Yes. So, it's very important for me at least to have my own friends
0: I can totally relate to that because sometimes it's so true um you know women or men you get into a relationship and they become your world and then all of a sudden if for some reason you decide that you know it's just not for you you end up thinking well you know I, I don't even like white bread what why am I buying white bread you kind of get lost in that relationship but it's, it's, I'm so glad for the listeners as well um, that you've brought that up to, you know, really find something that you're passionate about. And I'm a yeah. terrible dancer, but salsa <laughs> looks amazing. You know, it, it's so important to find something that you're passionate about. So so you jumped into the world of salsa or twirled into the world of salsa?
1: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I had an acquaintance here. which She became a, she became a friend. Actually, I met her through my mother. Um, because my mother and her mother are work colleagues, so they put us in contact saying, oh, you're both in Manchester now, I'll just go for a coffee. So um, so my friend, she said, uh, well, you wanna meet your own, make your own friends. You wanna you want a group of people to, to kind of go out with and share different experiences. Uh, why don't you try salsa dancing? So I've never done it before um, at that point um this is in 2017 so I said right this is a good thing I'll I'll give it a go so I joined the salsa group in yeah in about April May 2017 and I've been loving it ever since uh I've made a lovely group of friends really really nice group of friends um And we do all sorts together. We go, you know, um, weekends away, trips away, uh, festivals away, Um, We go for movie nights at each other's places or, you know, French night and we stuff our faces with cheese,
0: (laughs) you know? So,
1: so it's not just some things we do together, but it's more than that. We go for coffees, uh, you know, walks in the park. Now with COVID that we can't go anywhere, (laughs) anywhere indoors. So we have, we have, I have made a really, really good group of friends, um, and also I
0: met my husband through salsa. So you met your husband. There you go. Yeah. So <laughs> were, I remember you the, the first meant, time. You, you were never meant to stay in that little town. You know, everything sort of was leading you towards. I know I know even even my old boss Carol she says
1: uh it it was such a good move because obviously when I left I told her I'm leaving because of, of personal relationships and you know there's nothing here and you know I would like more friends more activity more international people so um even now we we kept in touch and we we tried to zoom every couple of weeks and um yeah she told me that it was it was a great move for you so yeah the first time i met the, my husband um i thought oh my god god i can't, I can't who is this person and he kept he, he kept coming after me i was like go away go away <laughs> um but yeah then and then he just draw me in with chit chat on facebook and, and stuff like that and we, we kept on talking and talking and then he just asked me out and i was like yeah okay well. We'll go out for coffee and yeah coffee turned into a full marriage so <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a beautiful yeah. story uh, you, you know what I noticed your face and your the little girl inside you lit up when you started talking about him that's beautiful
1: <laughs> yeah 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 I remember I just remember I'll never forget even at, at our um, at our wedding we had well he mentioned the speech that I don't even know how she said yes to me because I was such a weirdo in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the salsa class we met. Well, he, he said he saw me from before. So he joined the salsa class just to get to know me. And,
0: uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So he fully just pursued you. <laughs> yeah,
1: fully pursued me. And uh, in the class, it's quite a good thing because um, you change partners all the time. And uh, I got to dance with him, and then the teacher said, Oh, change. So I was supposed to go to the next next guy. And he just said, No, I'm holding on to this one and told the other girl to go. That's beautiful. And he literally did this me. Didn't he? <laughs> he did he did he kept me for like four dances and and i was like i didn't even know him like he kept talking to me while we we're dancing and i was like i was trying to focus to whatever the, you know you know when you did not expect something and you're thinking god please let me go you know
0: <laughs> i think we've just invented a new idea for people just speed salsa dance dates you know
1: <laughs> oh it's great yeah like every i have a friend that uh, he, he moved to manchester um as well and I've told him if you want to meet people, salsa is the best thing. It it really is. Um, You because you first of all you've got you'll have at least one thing in common, Um, and usually it's uh, except some couples go uh, just to learn to learn together. But because you you change partners all the time, you get to meet people, you know. And after class, you create like a Facebook group to share the videos, or you know that's how you get to know um where people live but that's how I discovered that now uh, now one of my best friends she actually lived like the same pretty much the same road as me just at different ends and <laughs> I remember we're driving home from salsa and I was looking on my right and at the light there was this other car and I was thinking oh I know this girl and then we kept on driving the same way I was thinking that's a bit weird <laughs> so <laughs> then I messaged her on paper I said oh do we do we the area? <laughs> yeah and she said uh, yeah I do live in the area so um yeah, we turned up that it we ended up car sharing to salsa because we were kind of it was same same district, so, so.
0: Yeah, and, and that's beautiful. And you know, you're absolutely right. What you said before, when you're doing something creative like dance, like salsa, it's a it's a form of expression, right? Like some people do yoga, some people go to the gym, and all of that, and they have their little community and network there. But salsa, you know, is such a free. It's 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 where you're expressing your 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 magic and your, yeah. you know, um, through the art of dance. And I love watching it. You know, I can dance. I'm not the best in the world, but you know, I'm sure with lessons, especially you've been doing it for years now um you know you, you pick it up but it is isn't it I mean, how does that make you feel because it's it sounds like it's something that you found that just really opened you up and once you open up the heart center and you fall in love with what you're doing well you literally fell in love after you know your husband pursued you
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's great to meet people um uh, even if you're a bit shy in the beginning, like I, I obviously I didn't know anyone, so I just went in the class and there were three, 30 of us, um, just over 30, and you know didn't know anyone. I was pretty in the corner, but you know it's not about necessarily you being shy, but it's also about other people coming to you and introducing themselves. So even if you wouldn't want to go and say hello to someone else um, or introduce or meet someone else, people will come to you. You yeah know, um, because other people are curious if you're not um, and even if you're a bit shy and want to hold back you know other people will do it for you so i definitely encourage um, women men that want to you know make friends or put themselves out there a little bit um, yeah to try dancing it's it's a great way of meeting people it's a great way of exercising as well uh, and the social. Oh, yeah. it's it really the social thing
0: yeah, absolutely. Definitely good exercise. I've done a few ballroom dances and, you know, different – I've tried salsa, um, you know, and, yeah, it's, it's it's not easy if you're actually really engaging in, um, you know, the activity and the sport. But, yeah, I love what you said about, you know, pushing people out of their comfort zone there and they sort of, um, you know, the art of dancing, I mean, some people are just really awkward, you know, and, and um, yeah. sort of learning how to step into their own body and salsa opens yeah. that up. Some people yeah, are they're talking sure. to people and it's good that you said if you don't know how somebody will come and, you know, do it for you. So you're sort of learning off each other on how to, you know, build those relationships and dance as well. And you're sort of growing in that space and having fun because I'm sure there's times where you're dancing is falling fallen over and, you know, it's a bit of a laugh. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Where I step with the wrong foot or step on someone else's toes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's all part of it. And, you know, you say you're sorry and, yeah, it's all about having fun really is really is yeah um i remember when um when i first moved to manchester i moved also with with a job as well because um i just want to go back to how we met because we met in i remember now we met in a in facebook group from women entrepreneurs okay and um just to uh kind of go back into that um when i moved to manchester i moved with a with a job here and the jobs you know promised a lot and it turned out that it wasn't that much um so um yeah I felt like I, I was, in, was in my old job for about two and a half years I would say and although I did scale that professionally it was only because I was doing a lot of reading on my own on the side not because the company was promoting it um yeah. I turned it turned out to be a uh, a role that was quite draining a company that was quite um how to say they no one really promoted self uh self-training uh anything that we wanted to do extra well why do you need that
0: so there was um, no personal development attached to the group no people within no. the company yeah okay
1: no no not really and uh, also I had quite some uh, some experiences with um, sexism and racism as well mm. and this is something that uh, you know I didn't tolerate at the time um, and I spoke back and it wasn't seen it was it was just treated as a oh silly little girl you know so you know, it's, um, it's just-
0: it's actually still a problem even in Australia you know the um mm. the stigma around oh you know that's just just how it is kind of thing you sort of yeah brushed it off um without realizing what it's actually happening
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's it, it did have an impact on me I was luckily I was um I met a coach so I was already um having some experiences with coaching mm-hmm. and um I didn't let's it's put me down I mean obviously I was upset uh and I must say I did there were days when I cried I called my parents and I cried on the phone I was like how dare they call me that?" you know um so uh but you know like now like at the time I was crying when I was saying that but now you know it speaks more about them than it speaks about me
0: yeah 100% you know perception projection is perception we know that um now Mm -hmm that they're just um acting out the insecurities or whatever it is that's going inside themselves but you know it's um it it was a good lesson for you i guess in hindsight to you know show to show you how strong you were to even put up with that to be honest yeah
1: yeah exactly and um, then i decided no i'm I'm not having this this is not you know not normal um in. it wasn't normal you know 40 50 years ago let alone now Mm. um so, um, yeah, I decided to change careers. Um, well, get stay in the same industry, in the pharmaceutical industry, but change companies and rather than working for a pharmaceutical company, yeah. go into a consultancy role. Um, so, um, when I, after I changed jobs and I found myself in a much, much better position uh, in an international team, we're in an international team now, you know, uh, we all work remotely. Uh, the company works remotely anyway, so we never have actually met each other. Um, but we do we do team meetings, we do Zoom, so we can see each other. Um, and I just, you know, currently I just work in a great team. Um, it just shows thinking in hindsight of, oh God, you know, such a difference between then and now. Um, and I thought, um, you know, if I experienced that, in, in my job role, surely other women have and surely other women are facing you know problems whether do I want to change a job or um you know because actually when I told my old company that I would like to change jobs where are you gonna go you know I was like excuse me <laughs> you know so um when I realized that you know there must be other women in, in my situation. Uh, decided to, to start training as a coach mm-hmm. so I'm still finishing my training with coach training Alliance it's a company in the US and I work with women that um, are looking to make their next career move but need that extra confidence you know maybe a strategy as well strategic plan to do so um, because I'm sure and, and and I've got two clients and I uh, One of them is a pharmacist, and she just said, "She said I just need that extra push. I need that motivation to tell me that there is something more out there, not just the role I'm. I feel stuck in."
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so true. I mean, you go to university and they sell you the dream, but really, there's so many different avenues, like you mentioned earlier, and you can study and you know specialize in that. But again, it's so important that people feel supported in their roles. And they have a, you know, not even like you mentioned it in friendship as well, you know, creating your own network of friends to have around you. But it's so important as human beings to have that connection within within ourselves and with each other to be able to, you know, sustain. Because, I mean, look, at the end of the day, we're all doing something to, um, you know, create a lifestyle for ourselves. And, you know, and in doing that, you want to make sure that, um, you know, you're you're making your time worthwhile you're making you're making an impact but you're supported um in that journey so it's amazing that you've it's very interesting hearing a pharmacist switching to coaching you know <laughs> yeah, yeah there're not
1: many of us out there um i think there are there are, from what i've seen uh there're only a couple of lady coaches that work with women in, in science and in healthcare um, mm-hmm. but yeah we are yeah we definitely need uh, need support and everyone needs their someone you know, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you might,
0: and, uh, you might enjoy. I've got a girlfriend in um in, from high school. You know, she um, she's from Middle Eastern background, so she suffered a lot of bullying and discrimination and everything. And she's a fully qualified pharmacist and research assistant. You know, with all this going on, she's working in the laboratories and that. But because of her skill sets, you know, they're really utilizing her time. And she she doesn't have that support. So you know, knowing that there's people like you out there that are thinking about these people, because when you think of coaching, you think generally think of the general population there's a thousand different niches, right but yeah this is the very first time that I've heard somebody speak about you know being able to support people in uh, the pharmaceutical industry um, mm. make that transition and realize that there's something more than just um, putting up with what they've been putting up with yeah that's yeah. amazing yeah
1: yeah I And mean, you sometimes you fall like for example now I work in drug safety and I love drug safety um, and I I probably this. This will be my career. I, I enjoy it very, very much. And there's always progression and there's always something new to learn and all these new regulations coming up. So, but there are even, you know, with a, with a short course of a couple of weeks, you can easily transition into a regulatory or, you know, you can downscale and go into a, a more, maybe a more junior role in clinical trials, but there is, there are so many options. Yeah, so so many options and even yeah. even without outside of pharmaceuticals. So if you're a nurse, you've got tons of options, especially as a nurse, you know, doctors as well. They don't have to just work as GPs or practitioners.
0: Um, yeah, i seen a lot of other people- options. I've seen a lot of people transition from things like nurses, because I mean, at the end of the day, it's a service to the people, right? You're doing um, you're doing a service to the people. So I've seen a lot of my friends that have got um, that were nurses that have transitioned into personal training, and you know, some have even gone to holistic health, like whatever it is that they do. There's so many avenues that they can take those relationship skills and um, the knowledge that they've got and apply them in different areas. So, you know, knowing that there's someone like you out there, um, Christina, to help them do that, that, that's amazing. Because, like I said before today i never realized that there was a need for that and obviously there is because well you know there's a lot of people shifting at the moment with everything that's going on as well there's a lot of opportunity for um, the progression of that um of that niche in that field so yeah that's amazing to hear
1: yeah i have a i have a friend she's a nurse and she is now transitioning into physiotherapy
0: Hmm. she's actually
1: training to become a, a specialize in physiotherapy so so yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of options out there really yeah and you know you don't have to be stuck in a job you don't like um because money is very fluid money will come and go um and you have to do something that makes you happy because you're stuck in your job pretty much nine to five unless you obviously work shifts or anything like that but you are say eight hours a day yeah. Um, or ten hours a day if you're working more, um, you have to love it. If you don't, it will it will drain you completely.
0: And that's you know I'm going to tie that back to relationships. so you know when we first started talking mm. about that, like imagine you'd stayed in that relationship you didn't like for eight hours a day you'd be a totally different person now you never would have had the experiences you had and really found yourself and you know found your soulmate and your husband um you've never you would never found dancing so it's so important and what I love about your journey is that you've just just taken a leap like you've taken um you know what you were I'm sure that when you started your studies you had no intention of becoming a coach in this field but yep. as you sort of progressed through and you know just yeah ended up in little towns with not knowing anybody or anything you kind of just ended up doing exactly what you love you know it's so important for people to hear that and realize that exactly what you said just now just because you start doing something it doesn't mean you have to stay stuck there and that applies to relationships jobs um everything every element everything, of relationship yeah. in life right
1: yeah. And just because you
0: start a journey
1: doesn't mean you're gonna end in the same place where you think you're gonna end. Yeah. You
0: know. I mean um, as, as humans, we're always evolving. So our you know, our preferences change. You might decide tomorrow, I don't want to work in the pharmacy industry anymore. I want to go and um like work as a vet or something. You know, you might find a passion in horses or something. I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it is that option and you have to do something. Obviously, that brings you an income. Yeah. um but also that makes you happy that is very important
0: absolutely so for anyone listening out there if they do want to get in touch with you christina um how do they do that
1: well um they can contact me on facebook so it's christina this year, just just like that um i've got an instagram page with the same name christina underscore this year. um and I've got my uh, obviously that's my business website, which is www.insidethrivecoaching.com.
0: Awesome, awesome! I'm sure you'll get a lot of people interested, especially now. There's so many, so many interesting things happening around the world, and a lot of people will be rethinking whether they want to do what they're doing right now. I know that, you know, especially in Australia, there's a lot of nurses that. Are really underpaid for the value that they bring to the public. Um, you know, even before all of this happened, there was, you know, there's some of some of the most underpaid people on the planet are teachers and nurses, which are taking care of our children, of our parents, of our brothers and sisters, and you know, and the elderly. Um, so there's definitely a need for people to be able to have the confidence and the support, and you know, working with a coach. For me personally, if I hadn't worked with a coach, I'm um, going through you know, the, the obstacles that I've seen in life, I, I don't know if we'd be having this conversation today. So it's so important for people out there uh, listening to realise that you don't have to do this alone. You might feel like you're alone, but you don't have to do this alone, you know. Um, and that, Yeah, absolutely. About- absolutely.
1: And that coach is also the, that kind of objective person that you can tell anything and they won't judge you. you know? Exactly. They know nothing personal about you. Um, they can learn obviously that's all that's why you have a coaching relationship but they won't judge they're the objective person you can ask or tell anything
0: yeah and that's really important because i mean you know sometimes you've got a group of friends and they're not necessarily um the best influencers in your life right and you know what they say you are the best of five so sometimes like you said it, it's really good to have an objective perspective on the bigger part of whatever it is that you're trying to to be you know because we're all trying to in our own way, find our level of success or find what we love and we do and everything. And um, if you've got five friends, let's say, that are drinking and you don't want to be drinking, I mean, what kind of environment and advice are you going to get, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. The importance of having a coach who can be objective and holistic about, you know, the approach that you take to get to where you want to be will set you apart from, you know, chasing that dream or just thinking about it, really.
1: Exactly,
0: exactly. So I'm taking action yeah I don't think anyone had to convince you to leave because I've seen I've heard in the <laughs> last hour so that you just kind of pack up the and end
1: up wherever <laughs> it was hard it was hard because I just started like especially when I left Romania I just started a relationship and it was all new and fresh and you know how you're in the beginning you just like you don't want to go anywhere you want to spend all the time together and stuff
0: mean, period
1: uh yeah exactly exactly that's it um so it was hard to leave um and you know i was determined i would come back but then i met this this lovely person and just said just give it a go for a year stay here a year work with us a year and a year turn into two and a half and i never (laughs) went back
0: (laughs) that's kind of how life works doesn't it you make plans and then it just wiggles um its own way through and then you end up with other plans but um yeah, look, I think, um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing your story today. I um, Thank you. I want to bring you back and, you know, to if you want to come back as a guest, obviously, and just share, you know, because I know that you're very early in your, um, in your coaching space, but there's so many people right now. And I, you know, there's a lot of people out there saying there's too many coaches. I don't think so. I think there's someone for everyone. It's like everybody needs somebody to hold their hand sometime. And it's so important that you can bring that value to your niche, which is very important. And it's very, very much needed right now. So Um, Yeah, it's it's
1: all about niching as well, because there are many coaches, that is true, there are loads of coaches out there, but they all specialize in something different, and they all have different techniques, you know, so it's about finding someone you resonate with.
0: Absolutely, and you know that that's the first step, making that genuine connection with people too. Mm. Um, you know, because yeah, it's so important. You've got to you've got to have faith in who you're working with and why you're working with them, and that their intentions are your best interest. As a coach myself, you know, my interest, my best, my goal is always to get the clients the results. You know, that's yeah. Yeah. above and beyond everything else um, that I do. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm so glad that we share that um, as well. So yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so yeah I was thank you for having me <laughs> thank you for coming on all the way from manchester i'm loving it oh, the- no. <laughs> at the moment <laughs> um yeah when we can thank travel Margaret, i yeah. would love to um yeah just keep keep it touch and um let us know how you're going with everything and bring you back when you're when you're available again i'm sure your diary is crazy mad i know that um <laughs> i'm sure i really enjoyed our
1: conversation so i'm sure i'll make time
0: awesome awesome okay well yeah it was lovely meeting you and uh thank you everyone listening to for tuning into the emerge from your box podcast i will thank you again christina for coming on and i look forward to the next time. time we have a chat yeah
1: thank you margaret and thanks everyone for listening
0: thank you thank you
1: just gonna stop recording